Okay, well, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Kestra Out Loud, the podcast series. I'm Rob Bartenstein. I'm the CEO of Kestra Private Wealth Services. And with me, my good friend, my partner in crime, uh, Scott Wilson, our COO. We've been together since 2008, right, Scott? It's coming along 13 years now. I'm yeah. telling you, it's like older than some of my kids. <laughs> um, but no, it's been, but it's been good. And, and so we were together, um, we were at Merrill as advisors together on opposite sides of the country, right? Um, knew each other a little bit. A little bit. And then uh, started working together in San Diego in 2008 at Morgan Stanley on the management side, right? So you had a great career as an advisor and people have heard my story. Why don't you tell real quick how your, what, your, what your background is on that front. Thanks. I started in 1986 with Edward Jones in, uh, in Montana. Um, great experience, had an uh, eight-year career there. Um, felt like it was you know, time for me to sort of move over to a larger firm that had a, uh, you know, a different approach to it. Moved to Merrill Lynch in 1994 in Missoula, Montana. Um, built a practice with my partner, Scott Seifert. Um, Great experience. Grew up in Montana. Merrill was was uh, at that time. I felt was you know a really good partner. Ended up going into full time management in 1998. Left my book of business in Missoula, Montana. Went into full time management to Denver, and ultimately became a complex manager in Colorado Springs for a couple of years, and then. 2001 went to San Diego. I ran uh, five offices for, for Merrill Lynch. Ultimately, left Merrill uh, in 2007, uh, and ultimately, like, like I said, <coughs> met you at Morgan Stanley, where I ran uh, 11 offices as a complex manager uh, at Morgan prior to us starting uh, the firm. Yeah, great. And when you, <clears throat> that was very complete, as usual. Um, <laughs> when, you, uh, when you left being an advisor on a day-to-day basis in 1998, what was your book like? You know, we, we managed uh, over $150 million in, in Missoula, Montana. That's yeah. uh, a nice book of business. Yeah, Certainly not no as kidding. big as what you had. Um, and, you know, we enjoyed relationships. I mean, it's, it really is the same business. I view it the same way that you do. That yeah. The way we ran our business, very close relationship, small market, and and we were um, you know one of the larger firms uh, teams in in all of Montana, and, and felt like we had a pretty successful career. Yeah, no, I mean I, I th- that's that's really important, and you already hit on I think a, a direction that we want to go in. It's like I've been th- I was thinking about this podcast, and you know Taylor's only going to give us about twenty or thirty minutes to talk here, which is good because these chairs are really not comfortable. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll get out of here pretty soon. But wh- before we go. Um, what I wanted to really talk about, because you and I spend a lot of time talking about things that aren't working, things that we need to, to fix or opportunities that we have to go in a, a better direction or what have you on a platform basis. But man, I want to talk about some things that are really working, you know, things that have worked. And spe- we spent the last couple of years through, through COVID um, kind of getting our arms around and, and making this business move forward faster than it ever has. So like, that's really what I want to talk about. I, you know, do you have, when I say what's working in your mind, what, what, comes, what comes to mind? Just, well, I'm talking about just in private wealth services, in our little tiny piece of the ecosystem here. When I say what's working, what do you, what do you think of? I, I think we finally have, have caught our stride. I mean, we've had 10 years of figuring out the balance between 
what to focus on and what advisors really want from us yeah. to help them run the business. Yeah. And it took a while. I mean, I think we struggled up front <clears throat> with figuring that out, but we've got the right partner with Kestra, the right capital, and I think we've got a team that's been together a long time. Yeah. You know, like you and I and Serena have been together over you know 10 years. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that works. And we've caught sure. our stride. And I think we, we run a, an extremely efficient business now that I think um, people you know, enjoy the services and really the relationships that we build on. And we have a handful of competitors that we run into on a regular basis. And I think, you know, I think people that know us know that we're not in a hurry. We're not trying to, it's not a body count business. We're, we're much more like in a yacht sales sort of mode. So we'll do a handful plus of deals every year. Um, and we're looking for the right people who are looking for the right solution, and we're not the right fit for everybody, and we all, we're, all, we're all good with that. Um, but we've got a handful of competitors that we run into on a regular basis. So what do you think makes us different or unique or special in that regard? Like, sure. how, how would you characterize that? I think it comes back to what I mentioned earlier. I mean, you and I are relationship people. Just like when, you know, you ran a big book of business, I did as well. It was about the relationship with the client. It wasn't about <clears throat> mass producing as many clients as we could. Right. We, I think we are very, very good in how we differentiate ourselves. There's the fully supported model, which we're on this end of the spectrum. Yeah. And there are a number of people that are somewhere in between there all the way down to the self-service side of the business. We take pride in that we're on this end of the business. We're not at a W-2 at a wirehouse, yeah. but we take pride in that we truly are probably as close to the warehouse model as you can get with independent 1099 business owners and it's fully supported. And that's like, we gotta, we gotta be careful we don't scare people, right? Because we're not anything like a warehouse Absolutely in, in, not. in the real sense of the word, but our support model replicates the look and the feel of what it's like to be there, except that you don't have the bureaucracy and the leadership changes and the comp changes annually and all the other bad things that drive people out of there. Um, <clears throat> it is a relationship business. I mean, if I think about the last, now we're going on our third year, we've just finished our third year of, of record growth, and this, and this year shaping up 22 to be another one. Um, but if I think about the last three or four teams that we've either almost uh, are about to sign or have already signed, and that's, you're talking three million, four million, five million dollar teams, large individual producers, you know, every one of them, every single one of them says, it's you guys. It's, it's like, I know I can trust you. And I've talked to all of your advisors and your firms, and they said, yeah, you know what, it sounds like a lot when you're going through the due diligence process, like you wonder how they can deliver on this stuff, but they do. And I'm, I, I don't wanna shy away from, from repeating that. I know it sounds self-serving to say that out loud just because you're not supposed to, you know, brag about yourself and I'm not trying to brag but I think it does get to the it gets to the real meat of the matter it gets to the heart of why we have success which is which is our way you know it's not the right way or the wrong way and it's different from a lot of other people's way of having success but that's our way right don't I you agree. agree yeah I mean like I said there's a fully supported model all the way down to the self-service model everybody has a different way of doing it I yeah. mean, there are a number of levers there's the transition package, there's the payout, there's the expenses, there's the full service model, there's the real estate piece of it. Everybody does it differently. I think you need to find somebody, people trust us, and when we tell you something, 
uh, I think the response and the feedback we get post-break and a year down the road once the book's over is, yeah. look, we felt we met a lot of good people in the process. We interviewed four or five teams, firms. We felt like ultimately we could trust that you too and your team were going to deliver on everything you told us you would do. And if you ask them post, did they deliver on everything? Yeah, I think they would tell you it's never perfect. Right. But these guys try to make it happen and they try to deliver and all the aspects of all those things that I told you, all those different levers, yeah. it's complicated. None of them are the same. Everybody does it differently. But we try to make it simple. We try to be extremely transparent. Yeah. And that's the other thing that we are proud of. I think we are extremely transparent about the model yeah. and what we deliver on. And we're looking for six to 10 large firms between one and six million bucks in GDC a year mm -hmm. that want to be part of that family. And, and you know, it's also while you're saying that, it just make, it just reminds me, like people go through this process in a variety of ways. You know, they find a third party recruiter, a lot of whom are really good at what they do. Um, they find a recruiter at a large firm that is, that's their job is to sort of usher you through the, the sales process and what have you. And then they hand you off to maybe a business consulting person or whatever. But with us, what I think what another thing people identify is, well, I'm talking to the two guys that are running the firm. Mm -hmm. Like it's different. And now, again, there is no right answer here, you know? There and, and I think we're pretty clear with people about this too. It's we don't, and there may be people out here who do, but we don't believe that there is a magic bullet, silver bullet solution that's like just the best thing. It really is more about like what you want. It's it's kind of like, how do you want to spend your time? Yeah. You know, do you want to spend your time fixing the copier? <clears throat> Not to pick the worst example, but <laughs> do you want to spend your time, you know, on hold with the cable company for 45 minutes? Or do you want someone else to do that? And if you want someone else to do that, okay, now we're sort of, we're sort of in your genre, right? And then there are a few choices inside that genre. And then it's really a question of like, how full service is, is full service, right? So not to get on a tangent, but if I asked you, you, and so Kevin is running project management for, for you. If you and Kevin are working on a real estate deal for firm X in city Y, how many emails and phone calls does it take between you and Kevin, between you and the firm, between you and the construction company and the landlord and all that stuff? Like, just give me a number. I'm just- Funny, uh, I was on six of them here in the last half hour, but <clears throat> we have 14 projects going right now. Either leases rolling over under existing properties, usually a five-year lease, new projects from last year, yeah. the tail end of it. Yeah. And the projects of the four firms that we've signed year to date, we have the search process in place. It probably is anywhere between 100 and 250 emails at a minimum per project. Right. And people underestimate that. Like, yeah. I came out of a firm, I didn't understand real estate. Oh, this isn't like, hi, how you doing no, emails. This no, is it's, like the detail of the yeah. schematics and the lease details. And I mean, Kevin, look, he's doing surveys. He's narrowing that down. He's then setting up visits. Then we're negotiating the contract. We're doing the floor plan. Where do you want glass, walls, carpet, the color? Yeah. Then when you're done with that, it's the technology, it's you know the furniture, it's getting the equipment in place. All of that is part of that well, process. Well, then you got the actual construction project itself it is. on it, top of that. And with COVID, you know, let's yeah. just face it, if you've talked to anybody who's built a home or did a remodel recently, yeah, it's brutal. it is not easy. Yeah. We take all of that. If you're still working at a wirehouse firm and you're working eight, nine, 10 hours a day, 
most advisors that are attracted to us, they don't want to sit at home at night doing all the work that it takes to manage a buildup and run right. a three, four hundred million dollar practice. Right. It's distracting, it's difficult at best. And the capital, we're fronting all that capital. Yeah. We cover all the TIs, that's important. all I'm, the least, you know, yeah. none all of that's deposits. on you. Yeah. yeah. And that's just and neither our, is the rent. The rent in perpetuity, the management of the on-site, the lease rollover. We replace furniture every five years. We do all the site management, the technology. We send people and I could, out. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's anybody that does that in our space. Well, I, there's I like, there are versions of versions it. Versions of it. But I mean, nobody does it soup to nuts forever the way we do it. Well, some Am people have tried to replicate it, but it may only be for a year. That's what I'm and talking then they about. pass it over, That's what right? I'm talking about. Yeah. Or they may say, we'll take care of it pre-break, and then the minute you break, it's your baby. Right. We do the pre-break, we sign the lease, and we do it into perpetuity. Now, that may not appeal to everybody. We are looking for people that that's what they want in their life, and we are happy to say that well, that's and, and our let, market. Not only So let's be blunt, though. That doesn't appeal to certain people for a variety of reasons, but one of the reasons it doesn't appeal to people is because it's more expensive, right? We're not the low-cost provider of, of the solution, we're, but, look, but we are the whole solution. We are. I mean, another example, we're dealing with a, we're in a competitive situation right now, and our competitor applied $24,000 of rent to the pro forma. Right. Okay. Nothing on utilities, nothing on furniture, a little bit for furniture. Maybe it was like 8,000 for furniture. We're talking about three advisors that want to grow their firm in a metro market. Yeah. 24 we, grand. Yeah, we're allocating 75 to 80 for that same. Yeah. 30 to 40 for furniture technology. The build out itself built into the lease was going to be upwards of $100,000. The lease deposit, all of those things yeah. coupled together when you have to look at the way that these analyses are put together and be very you know honest with yourself if real estate isn't important to you you're going to be on this other end of the full service you know the, the self-service spectrum we want you to want a class a building that is overbuilt that you can grow into to build a firm right we are not interested in you know frankly it's not our model if you want to just come over build a small office and sort of coast into retirement, we're probably not the right fit. If you're right. growing and you want growth, extra offices, help to grow, find junior partners, all of that in a class A building, you can always work from your house. I mean, we're not <coughs> controlling that, but that is an important piece of our model that's different. All right. So that was a pretty deep dive on real estate. And I know Taylor's going to cut us off here pretty soon. So I'm going to make sure we cover some other things. But um, so getting away from what it means to not have to deal with the real estate piece of the puzzle and also maybe the, the due diligence process of coming into private wealth. When you know, we've got 50, 60 advisors here at this event now, what are the things that you hear because I, I want to hear your version of this, because I, I mean, obviously, I know my own, and I, I talk about this a lot, but what are the versions of what you hear about the culture and the connectivity and, and that sort of thing? So, like, let's, let's jump over the, maybe the, the yeah. intermediate section of you, you're out, you're up and sure. running, whatever, and now you've got some, you know, slightly mature firms in that sort of two-plus-year range that are going down the track. Tell me what you're hearing, even this week, especially yeah. about that. I, I think what's impressive, 
The firms that we, let's go back a year that we brought over over the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah. The first thing is when they're at this event and they see 500 advisors, they're impressed by the scale of our business. I mean, right. you know, it's a billion. That's a bit of an eye opener, it, right? It really is. Because I think with, with us, they get a very boutique sure. kind of feel. And even though we tell them, hey, Kester's a billion dollar top line business and here are the various you know subsidiaries and this is what we do, until you kind of see it, it's hard to really wrap your mind around that because they're getting this very insulated, customized experience from us and from the team in Austin and, and everybody that's involved in this process. Yeah, I think the scale of the business is important. We are a subsidiary of a very large entity with deep pockets and committed executives that come yep. from a warehouse. I think our platform, what they've said is, look, the relationship that we have with you and Rob, we know your families, we understand what's going on in and your And we life. know theirs. And the kids, um, yeah. and we're very close. Just like we were with our clients, we take pride in, re we want people to stay 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. We're not trying to do a trade here. You know, the economics don't work in our model if they don't stick around. We right. want to be with you for a long time. The scale of the business, the, the, uh, the deliverables that what you told us you would do, it may have not been perfect because things always, there's some surprises. Right, for sure. But we look you in the eye and we say, look, we are gonna be here to help you at any time of the day to help you run your firm. And if there are things that are upsetting and that stuff's gonna come about, get to us, we'll get with the right people and we will expedite the resolution of that because there is a, a fully supported expectation that you are paying for we are not the low-cost provider, but we are. You are paying for resolution of problems, help growing your firm, actively help recruit, bring on junior partners, structure your firms, merge. buy other firms, yeah. Yeah. all those things to grow, and then we have the infrastructure of an extremely large organization that is committed to world-class service. You know right? what that you that know combination what, is pretty good. I agree. You know what that relationship, as you were describing it, just prior to that last little part there, you know what that relationship sounds like to me? It sounds like an advisor's relationship with their client. Totally. And there's no, there's no way that's an accident because you, when you and I sat down and wrote this business plan, part of what we were talking about was we have a background, a long background, in being successful financial advisors. What did we do to make good clients, to make good clients stay, right? And to replicate good clients and, and get more good clients. I think we've applied exactly the same philosophy to our advisors from day one. It's like, you, you don't work for us, we work for you, right? This is, you're our client. We are here to serve you. Yes, we are going to lead this organization. Yes, we will occasionally have decisions that have to be made that you may not agree with. And sometimes we say no, but you will always win the jump ball. You will always win the tie at the at the plate, and we're we're long term. You know, like this is we're tr like you said. We it doesn't work if we can't envision a ten plus year track down the path with any one firm. Um, it, it just doesn't work. So so we come at it the same way we came at it as financial advisors to to make people understand that we are here to serve them and that we are here to deliver. And I think what's so great about that is that it, it's like a virtuous cycle. You know what I mean? And when you do that for people, they appreciate it, number one. And number two, they want to help you grow your business like your clients would would refer business in. And and number three, when you when you miss, when you whiff, which you invariably do because we're not infallible, right? There's a little bit of grace in there. You there know? is. And I think, you know, look, we've got a team, Serena. She was one of the largest private wealth teams at Morgan Stanley. 
Kevin's been in the advisory business for years. You and right. I ran practices. Right. We believe that it's just like your client. You bring them on, it's a different relationship for the first two years. There's a life cycle of that relationship that we've built out. Yep. It is, starts with upfront, there's a lot of heavy sort of manual work to get the business over. Then you help them develop and build a practice, build a P&L, understand how to be an entrepreneur and run a business. And then there's that monetization, the exit of the business, retirement. Those are distinct different um, processes that we're um, you know, extremely involved in with our partners. We wanna help you manage the life cycle of that, of that process. And we treated clients exactly the same way, right? So yeah, yeah it's, it's, we, we are very proud that we were advisors. That's an important part of our, uh, you know, our value proposition. We yep. understand what you went I, through. I just think it's cool that there's an echo of that through the entire business, right? I mean, it's almost like, you know, four, advi four advisors buy advisors in a way. And, and now look, here's the thing. The great thing about the mission that we went on from the very beginning was we wanted to give ownership to advisors so that they could have the life that their best clients have. Because when you open that book of business up, what do you see? Business owners, people who sold businesses, and, and recognize the value of the equity, right? And and that was where, where we were mentally when we put put this thing together was like, we want to spread that word. We want to tell our, our friends, our peers, our colleagues, you can have that life too. You don't have to live in a W-2 environment for the duration of your career. There's a way to do this differently. And when you really get down into the weeds with us, we'll show you how to do it. You'll never be on your own. You'll never be alone. We'll get you out. We'll get you out with a, enough capital to kind of, you know, have the ball rolling and feel comfortable. And then we'll go through those three three life cycles that we talk about in that 10-year arc, you know, the, the startup phase, the, the sort of the, the consolidation phase, and then the, the future state, which is buying and selling, merging, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we've had, I mean, if, if I can be so bold, we've had a lot of success out of here in this, in this third band too, with bringing on other advisors to join practices, um, helping businesses acquire other businesses, helping businesses merge. Like that's gotten really interesting. And, you know, you get out here, 10 plus years and you know you you've kind of begun to do a little bit of it all it's at this fun point. i mean look we've got it we can we have the luxury now of 10 years behind us you know 50, and every mistake yeah and 50 you know. plus firms yeah and i think the common theme if we want to end with something i think the common theme is still hey the people that are attracted to our model enjoy their growers if you're a fast-growing firm if you have a lifestyle that you need help with, we deliver a high level yep. of customized service yep. for people that are growing heavily because they value their time more than they do the extra 2% payout. Mm -hmm. They would prefer not to sit on hold. They want help growing. They want to help grow, build a plan. We attract that type of uh, firm. Yep. And we're not looking, we recognize that not everybody's a good fit for that. But we think if you have an interest in those types of um, traits to grow your business, we think we're a great alternative and you know, we're gonna grow, uh, continue to grow and it's been a great ride and we, uh, we've got a lot of good years ahead of us. It really, it really has been a great ride and you're right, we really do. And you know, so over the last couple of years, we've gotten more and more serious about you know, fun and um, you know, we've got our buddy um, Sean Evangelista at 30 Seconds Out, who we partnered with because we stole his mantra, right? No one is coming, it's up to us. And, uh, and this year, we, are, we, have a, we have a shirt each year, and this year our shirt is 
don't know if they can see this. Here's the front of it. It's the it's the Thor of ha uh, the hammer of Thor <laughs> with Kessler Private Wealth Services, and then on the back, our tour shirt, Kestra Private Wealth Services, the No One Is Coming Tour, and these are all of the all of the firms that have joined with their anniversary date written out like a like a tour, and it's yeah. just fun. And you know, people like this kind of stuff, and um, we're going to be giving a lot of these out over the next day or two, but. You know, all the work is the work, right? And and the and the things that we've all accomplished with with the help of people who are even no longer here with us, but in addition to all of our partners at Kestra, it's really amazing. On some, I mean, like when I was, we were talking about when we were handing out awards yesterday, and the awards were great. And, and you and you look back at at the beginning, it's almost impossible to believe that we're here now. You know, like well, how do, think about how the longevity here? award. Yeah. Are, I mean, we we get we started a longevity award last year with our first firm, Julianne Lewis, in yep. Middleburg, Virginia, 10 years. Yep. Then we handed an award for longevity again for another firm at 10 years, Pacific Point in Calabasas, right? Yep. Yep. It's fun to see, the, you know, firms getting to 10 years of independence and what how far we've come with those relationships. And I'll tell you, the awards yesterday were awesome. Yeah. You know, we, we had... I think of the the five firms that received the awards, it was something like three billion in assets. Um, tremendous amount of success last year and, yeah. and over the last 10 years. And I'm really proud to see those people, the way they built their firm, when they when they see their logo up on the screen. Yeah. And that screen is full now. It's full. It was, it was a little light. Well, we could have, yeah. we could have, the first meeting could have been yeah. around this table. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the screen is full. And people light up when they see that logo. Yeah. They stand a little taller. And it's emotional, you, man. It's fun. I mean, it's emotional. I, I, you know, I got a little choked up yesterday. It's, um, it, it's an incredible story. It, it's so great to be able to share that story of ownership with people, <laughs> though, too. That, that mission has been the fire in the middle of all of this for the whole, for the whole run, you know? And to be able to share that, has, it's never changed. And that, that's, I think that's really important because... You know, someone someone who visited us during one of our meetings from an from an outside firm, when they heard everybody saying no one is coming, it's up to us, and like yeah. this common ethos, they were like, How do you get a hundred entrepreneurs in a room to share a philosophy? Like, how does that even happen? I never even thought about it. I didn't I it wasn't like we set out to, you know, get people to repeat a mantra or whatever, but but I do think that we have a very special group of advisors that just number one, they want to be together. They want to come together and, and be in a in a you know cohesive sort of way. Um, not all the time, but like you know at, at regular intervals. Um, but number two, I think it, it does say something about the well. It says a lot, frankly, about the type of people that have joined and said slightly differently the type of people that you and I have brought here over the last. 10, 11 years. Well, I mean, look and it's, it's at, all yeah. good. I mean, you look at regard. Keith Brandt, you know, he got the Eric Natier Award yeah. uh, for the second straight year, but this is a guy who, if you talk to him, came from Merrill Lynch, lifelong 31 years, you know, it was time for him to start his own firm. Yeah. And he's nine years into it now. He's, you know, he's, he's grown his firm substantially. He's in multiple locations. And it's fun to see Keith run a business. Yeah. And and we're really proud of that. We're great. We're happy and proud to be a partner because at the end of the day, we work for our firms. That's it. They do not work for us. That's you know, it. we are here to service these people. 
and customize and do the best we can to help them grow, just like you did for your clientele. Yep. And that's really all, that's what we're proud of and we'll never stop doing that. Um, it's just the size of the business, I think is the right size. Yeah. We are not too big um, and we are part of a, an organization that has the scope of all the services you need from products to lending, leadership, capital, all across the board, we have some of the best folks that are committed well, yeah, to a and, great and experience. I agree with you, and the and the um, the bandwidth of Kestra, Kestra Financial, is such a resource for us to tap into, right? But we bring, in the last two or three years, we've brought firms aboard that you know do a ton in one case, a ton of structured product business, right? And then in a couple of other cases, a ton of fixed income business of varying types, and that forces the mechanism to adapt, right? It forces the firm to broaden that channel, to widen that channel, to create more opportunity in that channel. So the folks that come behind those people in those various, and you know, you've built out lending, we've done all this kind of stuff. There's all, it's all here, it is. you know? Look, we're running out of time. Um, you're the best partner I could have ever had. I hope you feel the same. I feel the same. Um, I, like I said yesterday, thinking back on over a decade of doing just this together, not to mention what we did before, um, really brought it all home to me in a way that I probably don't take enough time to ha take stock and just think about it. But it's impressive, man. And, I appreciate and your I partnership. I could have done it without you. I, I, I agree. And look, we've got uh, a long way to go, but it's been a good ride. Yep. And um, I appreciate the partnership. And all the people that are part of our team. Yeah, Serena it's, and Kevin Julia. and Juliana and everyone else Everybody that supports in us yeah, in, in all the different areas in Austin. I mean, we couldn't do it without them. There's no two ways about it. All right, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, Thank you. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for another episode of the Kestra On The Fly podcast. I'm Rob Bartenstein. This is my partner, Scott Wilson. We're out. <laughs>